What's up, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to This Week in Mediocrity. I'm your mediocre host, Chris. I feel like a broken record when I say, I have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Well, maybe I don't. Huh? Maybe I do. So I gotta think of something a little more clever to say. And I'm not really sure what that is yet, so let me get back to you on that, I guess. Anyway, I have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of stuff to cover this week. It's a, it was a nice, nice week. And there was one or two things I missed last week because last week's episode was recorded a little earlier than normal. Uh, I'm on a regular schedule today. So there was a couple stories I missed last week that I'm going to be covering today. So without further ado, let's get into the mediocrity. For those of you that are familiar with the show, know that gaming news comes first. Those who are new to the show, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. I hope you like what I'm throwing down. I mean, my show's mediocre, right? I mean, that's the whole point. I'm not here to fucking razzle-dazzle you. I'm just here to share a little shit, you know? I'm here to share shit. I don't want to say shit. I'm here to share news in video games, entertainment, and social media, and some other news stories, too. So, if you're new to the podcast, once again, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And here is gaming news. The first thing I want to talk about is something that just happened. I mean, it technically didn't just happen yesterday because the term leak or leaks or leaked, it gets thrown around a lot in the gaming community because everybody's always, you know, speculating on what games are coming out and what games aren't coming out, etc., etc. So this story came out, I want to say last year, there was a potential leak for a potential game that a lot of people are desperately waiting for and that game is modern warfare 2 remastered now that was leaked last year because some some website it was either walmart or target listed it and just and people were like oh my god and then everybody said it was fake and then people said it was real nobody could fucking find it anywhere and then all that was there was just one screenshot and it was like just pulling our leg all around the fucking place and people eventually just gave up on it now this came this week yesterday for those who aren't familiar, the ESRB rating system is for the United States. They are the ones who rate games from E for everyone all the way to AO, adults only. So that's that's our rating system here in the States. Over in the in Europe and the UK, they use a system called PEGI, which some of you may hear before a game trailer sometimes. It'll be like PEGI 18 or PEGI 16. Like basically 16 and up, 18 and up. It's basically our rated T for teen, rated M for mature type shit. Anyway, on Peggy's official website, actually never mind, because as I'm recording this, I had a link saved to a certain page on Peggy's official website that was for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered. I had this link saved, I literally just saved it yesterday, and now it's not there anymore. So, somebody at Peggy fucked up and leaked it on action, but there was something about it that was a little off for starters if you heard me call of duty modern warfare 2 campaign remastered was the official listing just campaign and there were rumors last year but maybe six months ago that a modern warfare 2 campaign only remaster was being talked about which i personally feel like that is infinity ward like fucking trolling us because they know like no one's nobody wants Modern Warfare 2 just for the campaign. Arguably, the Modern Warfare series has the best campaign after 
Halo, the Halo series. So people do want it. But there's no fucking way they would just release a campaign without the multiplayer. That is literally like, that is literally suicide. So I don't think they would do that. But anyway, on Peggy's website, it's a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered. And it had a street release for 12-31-2019, which if you aren't familiar, that is a placeholder that a lot of companies just use. It's just like, whatever, they just... You know, they, they put it there. So that's irrelevant. Anyway, I just wanted to throw it out there. For those who don't know, if you ever go on, like, Best Buy's website or GameStop's website and you see a game that has been announced and there isn't a release date yet, chances are the release date listed on the site is going to be December 31st of whatever year you're in because it's just a placeholder. Anyway, uh, another thing that was a little off about this Peggy listing was under the platform section or system section, it only said PlayStation 4, which... Some of you may or may not know that Activision and Sony have some little fucking deal going where they get exclusive stuff for any Activision game on their on their systems. That's why games like Destiny and Destiny 2 had specific guns and even specific maps that were only on PlayStation 4. Same with Call of Duty games that get released. They always get content first. They get other guns that other console players don't get pc players don't get and it's just really console exclusive items which is really fucking shitty in my opinion that's kind of shitty like i get it it's a way to encourage sales for your console but like fuck off with that all right before it was taken down because like i said as i'm recording this and clicking my notes here uh it's no longer there it says found zero results for your search results or whatever and that just means that it wasn't supposed to be there. But somebody obviously put it there. But it wasn't supposed to be there. But there's just a whole lot a whole lot of shit wrong with this because it says Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered. Not like why would they add campaign if it wasn't just a campaign? And like I said, under systems, it only said a PlayStation 4. So Lots of speculation there. I mean, it's basically confirmed at this point without an announcement. I, I, I'm I, expecting Activision or Infinity Ward to announce it very soon because of this Peggy incident. So just keep your eye out for that. And of course, you know, if I catch wind of it, I will share it on the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash This Week in Mediocrity, by the way. Give it a like or a follow, whatever the fuck it's called nowadays. I post funny memes and funny videos and news and shit like that, but I digress. Very, uh, very mysterious. Uh, hopeful, but not getting my hopes up too much. I remember how I said, uh, in previous episodes that the word of the year would be reboot? Well, um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna lump in the word remaster with that too, because it seems to be, seems to be a lot of remastering going on, or talks of remastering going on. Because games are fucking trash nowadays. And there has not been a good game that's been released this year yet. And we're it's it's March first. Or it's it's and it's March second. We're three months into the year. Technically two months, I guess. And I have yet to play a game that has blown me away. Kingdom Hearts was good. Now that I like played it more and really thought about what they could have done, I wasn't exactly impressed. So I mean twenty nineteen's been kind of a letdown. I haven't played Anthem, and that just came out, um, I want to say last week. People are calling it a dumpster fire. And that's, it's, it's Bioware, man. But what the fuck happened to Bioware? What happened to Bioware? Because Mass Effect Andromeda 
was a burning swamp of just shitty garbage. That's what Mass Effect Andromeda was. That game was like $10, like three months after it came out. Anyway, this is why I think we're having a, a remaster resurgence because games are just that shitty nowadays. Just like movies are that shitty nowadays. So everybody wants to reboot movies. Okay, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. I need to stop doing that. So anyway, it seems that all my links that I have are just not there anymore because people keep fucking up and accidentally leaking things and then doing damage control. So there was an Amazon listing. It uh, it, it was only it was only up briefly. Um, I could see it the other day, but now it's gone. Just like the last link. All it said was it's uh, untitled Bethesda product releasing sometime this year for PC, PS4, and Xbox One with standard deluxe and collector's editions, all priced at fifty nine ninety nine. Which the person who wrote this article, Game Radar, is obviously fucking dumb because. There's no way a standard and a deluxe and a collector's are all going to be priced at $59.99. So either they wrote that wrong or it was listed wrong. Either way, the product page also featured a 10-second video of the classic Fallout Countdown Glock. So people are thinking that it's going to be a Fallout 3 remaster. And I can literally hear the New Vegas fanboys screaming in the streets, whining and bitching and complaining. We get it. New Vegas was good. We get it. You, you can stop fucking telling us now. Fallout 3 was just as good. So people were like, oh my god, it's a Fallout 3 remaster. And then, oh my god, people... And this is all just a rumor. It's all just a fucking rumor, and people are already complaining. They're never happy. I don't fucking get it. But anyway, it's a rumor. Fallout 3 remaster, that'd be fucking awesome. Personally, I'd play it. Just like, I don't think I'd ever leave my house again if they remastered Modern Warfare 2, because, man, let me tell you. Last week, I talked about that dude who had 450-plus hours in uh, Fallout 76 for whatever fucking reason. Yikes. I probably had triple that in Modern Warfare 2. Maybe more. Lots of uh, sleepless nights. Lots of lots of skipped college classes, too, because <laughs> because of that. Fucking A, dude. Jesus. Resident Evil 0, 1, and 4 are coming to the Nintendo Switch on May 21st. And I think that's awesome because they remastered 0, and they I, I believe Resident Evil 1 is a complete remake for the Xbox One and PS4, and I believe they're going to be porting that to the Switch. They did remake it on GameCube years back, but I believe it's a remake from that remake. Which brings me to another point about Bethesda, is everybody will sit there and they will talk so much shit about how many times they release Skyrim when Resident Evil 4 has been on way more consoles. Because if you really think about it, Resident Evil 4 debuted on the GameCube, then they released it on the PS2, then they released it on the Wii, then they released it digitally on... 360 and PS3, then they released it digitally on PS4 and Xbox One, then they released it on PC. It's literally fucking everywhere. It's literally everywhere. With the Wii version undoubtedly being the fucking worst one. I've played them all, the Wii version is absolute garbage. But anyway, again, Resident Evil Zero, 1, and 4 are coming to the Nintendo Switch on May 21st. I'm guessing they're going to be 20 bucks a pop. Which isn't bad because it's three games for the price of one technically. And they're all fucking fantastic games. I loved Zero. Zero's amazing. But out of those three, four is obviously the top tier one. In my opinion. So there was a post on a forum site I'm not going to name because it's irrelevant. Uh, saying that Watch Dogs 3 was going to be coming out this year. And is going to be based in the UK. So that was a rumor for this week. And somebody took to Twitter and... Tweeted at Jason Shearer. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, he, I guess he, he's a reporter known for his scoops and leakage. 
somebody tweeted him and said, so the watchdogs three stuff is true. And all he replied with was a British flag emoji. I guess we'll be seeing watchdogs three this year set in London. This is all rumor, not confirmed. I mean, basically confirmed just unofficially. Like I said, couple weeks ago that ubisoft was going to have four or five games come out between now and april of next year and i said watchdogs 3 was definitely going to be one so here it is i never played watchdogs 2 i have it i never played it because watchdogs 1 was so bad that i was scared to try watchdogs 2 so i think when i get some free time i'm going to try to check that out a little bit see what it's like because I, I mean people said it was great so i'll definitely have to check it out um this is this is confirmed kingdom hearts 3 news this comes from uh, Nomura himself, which is the game's director, if you didn't know. But, I mean, if you're a hardcore Kingdom Hearts fan, then you do know. So, anyway, this is for people who just, like, play Kingdom Hearts casually and don't know who Nomura is. But he is the director for the game. He's the reason why it exists. Uh, he recently reiterated that fans will have even more content to come with both free and paid DLC confirmed as currently being in development. So, like I said, I want to say two or three weeks ago that I would not be mad... If they release DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3, and here we are. Hopefully they do a good job with it. This will be the first of the Kingdom Hearts series that even offers DLC. So this is their time to shine and not fuck it up like everybody else does. Hopefully they don't uh, pull an EA or an Activision and just dick us with some garbage. You know, back to Ubisoft, that's one thing that they're good at, is giving us more content. They may drop some stinkers once in a while, like fucking For Honor. And uh, Watch Dogs. But then they have games like Rainbow Six Siege and Ghost Recon Wildlands that are just extraordinary. And they just keep giving you content year after year after year. And it's good content. It's not shit content. So hopefully Square follows in the footsteps of those. And I have some good news in regards to Kingdom Hearts 3 for those that own a VR for PlayStation 4. The Kingdom Hearts VR experience has been released. It is a PSVR game. Um, it's not the game in its entirety. It's really just music. It says it's a music video and it's an immersive experience in familiar and nostalgic worlds as memorable scenes unfold through projection mapping. So it's not technically a game, but it is in VR and it's it makes you feel like you're there, I guess. I don't know. But it's free. So it's on the PlayStation Store. If you have VR and a PlayStation camera, which both are required for it to work, but it's free. So, I mean, you know, what's wrong with free? Free 99 is my favorite price. Dissidia Final Fantasy NT is coming on March 12th. There's going to be a free version that you can get on Steam and PS4. Uh, it's going to have a variety of characters and weapons that are going to be available for individual purchase. But there are also going to be a roster of rotating characters. It's kind of like, I don't know if anybody's played Unreal Tournament, the new one. It's free to play, but the characters rotate. So it's like you'll play with a character for a week and you'll get used to that character and they'll start maining that character and then they take it away. It's a marketing strategy to get you to buy that character, and it's smart. For being a free game, it is smart. And it looks like that's what city uh, is going to do here. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be free. I'm definitely going to check it out. So that's coming here. That's headed to the West on March 12th. Looking forward to downloading that on Steam. This, this next story is one of my favorite fucking stories that's happened this week, personally, in gaming. I don't know if you've heard of a game called Plague, Inc., it's where you try to destroy the world with a virus. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking fun. Started on mobile, made its way to console, made its way to other places. Basically all over the fucking place. So, uh, there was uh, some genius fucking fan decided to start a change.org petition to add anti-vaxxers as a buff in the game. For those who aren't familiar with terms like buff and nerf, a buff is something that makes, the, makes you know, whatever you're doing 
stronger, work better, work faster, technically, in this game's case. So basically, you'd be able to purchase an anti-vaxxer buff that would make your virus spread so much fucking faster. <laughs> it's just hilarious to me that they're going to put it in the game as a buff. Plague Inc. tweeted, Alright, alright, you spoke, we listened. Uh, we're very happy to hear that we're going to start figuring out anti-vaxxers soon. So, that's going to happen. They're adding, <laughs> they're actually adding anti-vaxxers to the game. That's insane. If you haven't checked out Plague Inc., I really suggest checking it out. Pretty sure it's free on mobile. Fucking game's awesome. It's addicting. I think it's like 10 bucks on Xbox Marketplace. It's a lot of fun. It's just a simulator, but it's still fun. And now they have fucking <laughs> anti-vaxxers as a buff, so come on, you gotta support them. Uh, Pokemon Day was this past week, where they announced Pokemon Shield and Pokemon Sword for the Switch, and they fucking look incredible. Holy shit. It's like every week I cover something on the Switch, I'm like, God damn, I really need to get a fucking Switch. And, I mean, it's in, it's, it's in the plans here. So, I mean, if anybody listening wants to donate a Switch, <laughs> just hit me up. I'm ready. But anyway, they announced two new Pokemon games. Uh, they are the same exact art style as Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, but they are not the same gameplay. I personally believe that uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu were just nostalgia cash grabs for people who hadn't played a Pokemon game since the first generation and then all of a sudden loved Pokemon again because Pokemon Go came out and they felt that they could capitalize on that, which again, smart marketing, very smart. Didn't work on me because Pokemon Go was cool for like three months. So yeah, that's that's cool. But the gameplay is the same gameplay that you are used to if you're an avid Pokemon player. You know, walking through tall grass, running into wild Pokemon, battling wild Pokemon, catching them with a pokeball the old shit will be back with this game on the switch so we are finally after two decades plus getting a proper pokemon rpg on a console proper pokemon coliseum does not count with pokemon day also came a mewtwo strikes back evolution trailer now when i first saw that this was announced i'm like i don't understand why i don't get it like what, what does evolution mean then I watched the fucking trailer, and it's essentially Pokemon the first movie just completely redone in CGI. And it looks kind of weird. And people are slamming it online, which, just because people don't like change, I get it. If something looks weird, they don't like it. But to me, it only looks weird to me because they're anime characters and they're 3D. And it's really fucking weird looking to me. And I think it still looks great. I mean, it's literally the movie probably shot for shot. Because the trailer looks like they just pulled shots right out of the original movie and just redid them in CGI. So if you haven't checked that out, I would definitely check out the trailer for Pokemon, Sword, and Shield, and for the Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution movie that's coming out this year. Game and movie coming out this year. The Xbox Games with Gold for March consists of Adventure Time Pirates of the Enrich Iridian, which will be free from March 1st until the 31st. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, which will be available on March 16th until April 15th. Star Wars Republic Commando, which was the first-person shooter for the original Xbox, where you are a clone trooper. Very slept-on game. Amazing game. Will be available from March 1st until the 15th. And Metal Gear Rising, which is a 360 game, but also available on Xbox One, will be available March 16th through the 31st. Uh, to be honest, the only game I care about on all these is Republic Commando, because it's nostalgic, and I love nostalgia. And I'm definitely going to play that, because I have it, and it's free, and why the fuck not? But other than that, this list is shit, because Xbox does not know how to give away free games. People have been saying it for years and years, and they still just... <laughs> Keep pushing that fucking Game Pass with all the fucking shit games on it. Good lord. Now, PlayStation Plus, if you are a PlayStation Plus member, 
you are in luck this month, especially if you don't own this game. They are giving away the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remaster. Yes, you heard that correct. Modern Warfare 1, technically Call of Duty 4 Remaster, is free on PlayStation Plus. As well as a game called The Witness, which is a which is by the same developer behind the puzzle platformer Braid. I don't know if you've played Braid, but man, that game is a, is a complete mindfuck. So this game might be actually pretty cool too. Um, they will be available for download on March 5th, and you have until the 1st of April to get them. You don't have to download them to get them. You can just claim them, and they will be in your library as long as you are a PlayStation Plus member. And you'll be able to access those and download those whenever you want. So you don't have to just download them. It's one thing I like about that. If you want it in your library on Xbox, you have to download it and then delete it if you don't have enough space. It's kind of annoying. And as I said before, you have until March 8th to get the last of the PS3 and PS Vita games that are on PS Plus because they are no longer doing those. They're moving on. Again, no more PS Plus games for PlayStation 3 or the PlayStation Vita. It is over the end of an era. Thank you for the memories. So last week, there was a teaser for Overwatch teasing their 30th character and i specifically said yo can we get a male healer guess what it's a motherfucking male healer and his name is baptiste and he looks fucking sick he's available in the ptr right now if you have pc sorry console guys and gals and toaster strudels and helicopters i'm sorry not available on console if you want to watch gameplay of him he's all over youtube give him a give him a watch i have yet to try him out yet but he is definitely fitting in very nicely and i just think it's cool that literally like a day and a half after my podcast released where i said yo let us let's get a fucking male healer they literally announced one like i was like holy shit i'm a fucking psychic not really though kind of it was kind of an obvious choice but still a good choice nonetheless Thank you, Blizzard. Doing something right for a change. Moving forward into the entertainment segment of the show. First up, we have Kevin Smith talking about the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, He's teasing that it's going to be coming out fall of this year. And to be completely honest with you, I don't care. It's going to be a watered-down PC-friendly movie. There's no way it's not. There's no way it's not going to be the Jay and Silent Bob that we grew up with and no there's no fucking way clerks was amazing jane silent bob straight back was amazing just the the dialogue from those movies would not fly in today's fucking standards because people bitch and complain and are offended by everything so there's no way that this is going to be as good as those movies it's going to be lackluster at best and i mean i'm sure i'll see it but um i don't don't think it's going to be good and that kind of sucks i don't want to get into it too much but that fucking sucks. Nobody can enjoy shit anymore. Quick update on the Disney and 20th Century Fox merger, which feels like it's been going on for fucking two years now. The finalization of that deal may be coming as soon as March 8th, which is amazing for the fans of the MCU, because then that means we'll be getting the X-Men, Fantastic Four, and all of their characters into the MCU. Now, how they're going to introduce those characters, I don't know. I don't even think Kevin Feige knows, but it's going to happen, and it's going to be amazing. It just sucks that, like, the first four phases of Marvel characters are going to be, like, gone before the X-Men even get into the MCU. Like, it's not even a spoiler alert at this point because, you know, contracts are up and shit. Like, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract's up, Chris Evans' contract's up, Chris Hemworth's contract's up. Like, the main Avengers that we grew to love will not be fighting alongside the X-Men, more than likely, and that's kind of a bummer. But hey, beggars can't be choosers. They were looking to recast Wolverine 
Because I don't think Hugh Jackman wants to be Wolverine anymore. I think he wants to just kind of chill the fuck out and do Broadway shit. <laughs> because he just seems to love it. I don't know. Anyway, that's exciting news for us MCU fans. A couple weeks ago I talked about... Uh, maybe it was more than a couple weeks ago. Anyway, uh, they're rebooting all that. The Nickelodeon show that we grew up with. Or that some of us grew up with anyway. Keenan from Keenan and Kel. Is behind, he's, he's like a producer and he's picking the cast and whatnot. And he's like kind of behind the whole thing. Well, uh, Kel Mitchell is also going to be a part of that too. So we got Keenan and Kel back. So that's very, very good news. Because if they have creative control, it's going to be fucking fantastic. I can't wait to see how what that's going to be like. The Suicide Squad reboot that is going to be directed by James Gunn, which has a possibility of being actually good. Uh, looks like Will Smith is not going to be Deadshot in that. Thank fucking God. Go ruin some other movies and don't ruin this one. Go ruin Aladdin. Jesus Christ. God, he looks so bad in Aladdin, guys. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. He looks like a fucking chewed up blue Laffy Taffy with hair. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. We got a Dark Phoenix trailer, another one. It looks it looks great. All of the X-Men are back. We got Quicksilver, Mystique, Storm, Nightcrawler, Beast, Cyclops, all of them. Um, James McAvoy's Professor X, everyone's going to be there. Except for Logan, obviously. But that's okay. The trailer looks really good. Um, this is probably going to be 20th Century Fox's last X-Men film. And that's coming out in July. So we're going to get to see that unfold. I'm kind of hoping... That they, because I heard once the 20th century, once the Fox Disney merger was kind of like public, uh, there was rumors that they were reshooting some scenes for the Dark Phoenix. So I'm hoping that they reshot some scenes to incorporate them into the MCU or maybe a post credit scene that incorporates them into the MCU. Anything will do at this point. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, Game of Thrones, we're getting so close, you guys. We're getting so close to it like I seriously can't fucking stand how close we're getting we're getting it's like so like I can I can smell it and I can see it but I can't taste it yet it's like fuck it's like the fucking apple pie that your neighbor puts out like the cliche apple pie your neighbor puts out on the windowsill to cool who the fuck does that anymore but I'm just saying <laughs> for this scenario here you're sitting on your fucking couch being a piece of shit and you get a whiff of something you're like god Damn, that fucking smells amazing. What is that? And then that, that you look over and you see, you see it. You see that that apple fucking pie. And it's summertime, but you can still see the steam coming off that bitch because it's so fresh. But you can't get it because it's not yours. It's not yours. You can't touch it and you can't taste it. But you can look at it and smell it like fucking Jimmy John's. Free smells. <laughs> right? Free smells at Jimmy John's. That's how I feel with Game of Thrones. They released 20 posters. Fucking 20 of them this week. And it's all of these characters sitting on the Iron Throne. Now, one of these is going to be the one who sits on the Iron Throne. But they gave us 20 to throw us the fuck off, right? So we got Arya Stark, Bran Stark, Bran of Tarth, Cersei Lannister, Daenerys Targaryen in my bay, Davos the Onion Knight, Euron Greyjoy, the fucking prick. Grey Worm, my homie. The Hound, who I absolutely loved. He actually might be my favorite character in Game of Thrones. Jamie Lannister with his golden hand. Jon Snow. Jorah Mormont. Melisandre, who I think is hot too. I don't know what it is about her. Missandei. Oh, that's Daenerys' help, little, like, helper chick. Also hot, if you didn't know who she was. 
The Night King, Samuel Tarly, Sansa Stark, Theon Greyjoy, Tyrion Lannister, and Varys. Hmm, Varys. Who could it be, boys and girls? April 14th, we will find out. Hashtag for the throne. Fuck, it's coming. It's coming, guys. Let's get away a little longer. In entertainment news that nobody fucking asked for, AMC has confirmed that it is an active development for a new Walking Dead spin-off series. Guys, let me tell you when let me tell you how much I just don't fucking care. Is there anybody out there that truthfully, truthfully still watches The Walking Dead because they want to and they enjoy it? I need you to let me know. Or do you watch because you feel like you have to? Because you feel like you need to commit to it because it was a commitment before. Do you feel like it's a chore to watch it? Because that's how I feel and that's why I haven't watched I haven't watched an episode in like, I can't even tell you the last one I even saw. Because I just don't care about it. I watched Fear the Walking Dead. I watched like six episodes and just didn't give a fuck anymore. And that was our, that was the first spinoff. Now we're getting another one? Who the fuck wants this? Stop milking it, dude. It's like somewhere at AMC there's a fucking room with a Walking Dead cow just chilling there and its udders are fucking chafed and chapped and crusty and just completely fucking drained because they're milking the fuck out of it at least game of thrones has the decency to go out like a true show to know when to end it and to go out with some fucking dignity not just continue to milk the shit out of it fuck you amc and fuck the walking dead too it's a fucking joke now so this whole godzilla universe that they got going on is fucking sick and it's only gonna get sicker it started with the godzilla reboot of 2014 and then it continued in Kong Skull Island. There was a post-credit scene, and I'm not gonna not gonna spoil it for you, but it had something to do with Godzilla. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I guess, but not really. And now Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is coming out May 31st. I cannot wait for that. Did you see all the kaiju that are in that motherfucker, dude? King Ghidorah, Mothra, they're all gonna be in it, dude. It's gonna be so fucking sick. I can't wait. I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Like very, very big Godzilla fan. I love the cheesy shit from the fucking 70s. I love it all. I even have a small little section in my heart dedicated to the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. That was just a complete shit show. I love that movie still. So why am I going on and on about a Godzilla universe? Because Godzilla vs. Kong has wrapped filming and is set to release March 13th, 2020. So that's a little over a year away. That's fucking exciting. That movie's going to be sick as hell. If you watched Kong Skull Island, that motherfucker is giant. So fucking giant. And I don't know if you actually even saw the Godzilla reboot, but they made him like the fucking size of goddamn three skyscrapers. So it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for King of Monsters to come out uh, in May. And then now this, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong in March of next year. That's fucking great news. Great news for Godzilla fans all around. Other news I wanted to cover this week doesn't really have to do with entertainment or with video games or social media. This is just news stories that popped up on my newsfeed or were sent to me by someone that uh, piqued my interest or piqued their interest and thought maybe would pique my interest. So, first story up was something I came across on Facebook that is so fucking wholesome that my eyes welled up when I watched this video. This ex-NASA employee, Steve Munt, was really bored with his life and wanted to do something to, you know, just want to do something, right? So he adopted a bunch of cats, seven cats to be exact, and he runs, like, Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts for them, and they have a lot of followers and and a huge following. Well, one of his cats, named Pikachu, fucking amazing, cute-ass motherfucking name, by the way, Jesus Christ, uh, he passed away. 
unfortunately. He had some kidney failure and passed away. And to watch this guy talk about his cat and how much he loved his cat was so wholesome. I was watching it and I was just astounded. And I knew I had to talk about this. He wants to launch his cat's ashes into outer space. Now, that might sound fucking insane and crazy to you, but when you have a pet and you love that pet, it's like a family member. And people have talked about putting, you know, sending their family member's ashes into space for years now. So this is no different to me. This is no different to me, in my opinion. He has a GoFundMe set up. Uh, he, he has, he, he found, um, he found a way to actually get his ashes to space. It was going to cost him $5,000. Now, he's only raised... $1,230 since he made the campaign last month. Jesus, man. No, he made it in January. He made it in Jan- on January 27th. That's over a month ago. So if you're listening and you would like to donate to this man to help him get his cat's ashes to space, it is GoFundMe.com slash LovingPikachu. That's GoFundMe.com slash Loving Pikachu. I'm definitely going to donate. This This needs to happen. I mean, first of all, cat. it's a cat. My favorite fucking animal. I love my cat to death. I don't know what I'd do without him. Shout out to my, my homie Midnight. I know he's listening somewhere. Um, the, the, the compassion that this man has for his pet is so uplifting that I feel like this needs to happen for him. He Just, just go donate, you guys. Because we got to get this guy to $5,000. We have to. That's GoFundMe.com slash Loving Pikachu. I actually... <laughs> It's never going to get seen. I tweeted the link to Elon Musk. I said, please help this man send his cat's ashes into space. Please, Elon. So if you want to do that, too, just spam Elon Musk with, you know, this guy's GoFundMe. Or even the story of the cat, you know, of this man sending his cat's ashes into space. Just do it. He needs Elon Musk needs to see it. Somebody who can help this man way easier than he's like not getting help now needs to see this. And Elon Musk is like the man for the job. It just needs to be done. Now I'm gonna say this one more time. That is GoFundMe.com slash loving Pikachu. Let's go donate and help this guy get a little bit closer to sending his his precious baby into space. Let's do that. Let's do that for him. I have an interesting update on the jogger who now, let me put this in quotes. Quote, killed a mountain lion with his bare hands. End quote. Remember that guy? Well, this link was sent to me probably less than an hour ago by one of my listeners, Anthony, saying, hey, dude, you should check this out. So I looked at it, and you guys are not going to believe this shit. According to the final necropsy report of the mountain lion, Travis Kaufman, who was behind the report, uh, estimates the age of the lion to be three to four months old. The necropsy performed by Colorado Parks and Wildlife veterinarians in Fort Collins identified the lion as a kitten with a weight of 24 pounds. However, the animal was heavily scavenged, and officials estimated the animal's live weight was 35 to 40 pounds. The report listed the animal in fair condition, with no diseases noted. According to the necropsy, blood staining of the scavenged tissues suggested the scavenging took place paramortem, meaning taking place at or around the time of death. The necropsy went on to say the, quote, pattern of scavenging is reminiscent of feline predation, end quote. One identifiable set of teeth marks in the dead animal matched the size of the dead animal's teeth, likely indicating the dead lion was partially eaten by its siblings, which is a lion behavior. Now, why did this sound like an unlikely story, you ask? Because joggers don't just fucking wrestle 
mountain lions and choke them to death. That's not that that doesn't happen. That's why it sounded so far. Now I don't want to say far fetched because so many people jumped on this train. I jumped on this train. I was like, dude, this guy's a fucking badass. And then I seen a picture of him and I was like, mm, no, I don't think he did that, bud. I don't. I that's. I'm starting to question this whole situation now. Because to me, you look like a little bitch. There's no way you strangled a fucking mountain lion. So basically, this guy either felt threatened by this 24-pound mountain lion kitten, or was just going out of his way to be a fucking dickhead and killed it. It was 24 pounds, you guys. My aunt has like three cats that are like 22 pounds. They're fucking ginormous. One of them has diabetes. They're big, fat fucking cats, dude. I think my best friend has a cat that weighs probably like 18 pounds, 19 pounds. Guaranteed. Big old bitch. So this is basically me choking out my aunt's cat. That's what this is. This guy is not a tough guy. He's a big fucking pussy. And I hope somebody beats his ass for it. So congratulations, fuckface, asshole, jogger, dickhead. You're the asshole of the week. And you know, I'm going to keep trying to find assholes of the week. This... Because that's a nice little segment I can have is Asshole of the Week. And this guy wins it. He fucking gets it. Fuck you, prick. Okay. On to social media news. Which most of you may know where this is going if you've been on social media at all. I want to talk about the Momo Challenge. And why it's mass hysteria. And why parents and media is making it a way, way bigger deal than it really is. So in 2016, there was this this creepy ass sculpture, which I'm sure you've seen. It's very unsettling and it's got lifeless eyes and it's pretty creepy. I'm staring at it right now and it's making me feel uneasy. Anyway, you can't deny the creepy factor. I get it. Uh, it was made in 2016 by a Japanese artist for a special effects company. It sat on Instagram for like almost two years straight with no recognition. It was posted on August 25th of 2016. Now, pictures of it, they became a part of an urban legend in Sp- on the Spanish-speaking web. I don't know why Spanish people just picked up on this thing. No idea. But there was an urban legend that was associated with a phone number that could be added to WhatsApp. And the phone number, allegedly, this is all alleged because there's no cases that were proven or screenshots or anything that you would contact this creature called Momo, they called it, it was just an urban legend, like, oh my god, if you, like the boogeyman, if you call Momo on WhatsApp at this number, this'll happen, don't do it, and that just happened in, on the Spanish-speaking web for whatever reason, it literally just came out of nowhere, and it started gaining traction, so much traction, so, that on July 10th, 2018, a Redditor posted a picture of Momo, and it was to the uh, subreddit Creepy, are creepy, where it got uh, 4,700 upvotes and 900 comments in 48 hours. That's front page material, so when you go on Reddit, you're going to see that, you know, before anything else. On the same day, a YouTuber, who shall not be named, shared a video, obviously a doctored video, uh, and where they messaged one of the numbers that's associated with the urban legend. And the urban legend was... Like I said before, don't call Momo. Yada, yada, yada. She'll tell you to kill yourself or some... It's just... It's a fucking urban legend. For fuck's sake. God. Okay, anyway. The numbers that people were calling that were associated with this Momo creature... This wasn't confirmed either, but a lot of people speculated that... The owner of that number would try to... Dox you and send you gore pictures. But that is also unconfirmed. All of this is unconfirmed speculation. 
the doxing, the urban legend, the Reddit post, the 4chan post, several YouTube videos, all within a span of like two months last year in 2018. This is the perfect storm for people to just freak out over nothing. Now, for some reason, uh, Buenos Aires Times, which is Spanish speaking, they're reporting that police were investigating if the WhatsApp Momo game was involved in the suicide of a 12-year-old girl in Buenos Aires, Argentina. The police delivered a statement saying they discovered WhatsApp chats on the girl's phone, leading them to believe her intention was to upload the video to social media as a part of a challenge aimed at crediting the Momo game. Now this is all just speculation. This was never confirmed. This is fear-mongering. And this was in July of last year. And now this shit's happening again. It just came back out of nowhere. Now, on February 25th this year, 2019, a Scottish news site reported that Lynn Dixon, a mother from Edinburgh, Scotland, claimed that her eight-year-old son was told by a person using the Momo image to hold a knife to his neck. Now, this is what the kid said. He showed me an image of the face on my phone and said that she had told him to go to the kitchen drawer and take out a knife and put it to his neck. We've told him it's a load of rubbish and there are bad people out there who do bad things, but it's frightening. Really frightening. Now, kids have a fucking wild imagination, people. There could be... I mean, you see something creepy, you just... You start making shit up in your head, even as an adult. You come up with scenarios in your head. So this kid might have saw this, this video because there are a lot of YouTubers that are like, don't call Momo at 3 a.m. Or, I called Momo at 3 a.m. and this happened. Fucking hashtag 3 a.m. challenge. All these cringy-ass clickbait YouTube fucks doing this just to get views from kids. Now, as cringy as those videos may be, there are no videos where it's like, oh my god, Momo's gonna come kill you, or, you know, Momo told me to kill myself. None of that is, none of that is prevalent in any of these videos. And these are just, these are on regular YouTube, not YouTube kids. The next day, after that stupid bitch went to the news, or went to, yeah, went to the, 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 the newspaper, a school tweeted, important, we are aware that some nasty challenges, in the in parentheses Momo challenge, are hacking into children's programs appear midway through kids YouTube, Fortnite, Peppa Pig, etc. to avoid detection by adults. Now, what made them say this? I don't understand what made them say this because none of these fucking videos exist. People have been scouring the fucking internet looking for such videos. There are no videos that exist like this. One thing I could see is that there are some Fortnite YouTubers that play Fortnite and also do stupid ass 3am challenges where they call the Grinch at 3am or call Momo at 3am or call Ronald McDonald at 3am all these stupid fucking 3am challenges these are the same dudes that play Fortnite kids fucking love Fortnite if you watch a YouTuber that plays Fortnite enough other channels that also play Fortnite but also do 3am challenges as well are going to pop up in your recommended due to the YouTube's algorithm. So you're going to see that 3am Momo challenge on the right and your kid's going to click it because it's creepy and it's like a car crash, you can't look away from it. Then there was a Facebook post that went viral. That That's the one that everybody started sharing. And then is when the mass hysteria started with the fucking media and parents who don't know shit about the internet but let their kids go on it all day long started preaching to people about this quote, Momo challenge, end quote, saying it pops up during their Peppa Pig videos, 
tells them to kill themselves or stab their parents, and none of this has been found anywhere. YouTube released a statement uh, on Twitter. Actually, it was the Daily Dot. They published a statement from YouTube. Contrary to press reports, we've not received any recent evidence of videos showing or promoting the Momo Challenge on YouTube. Content of this kind would be in violation of our policies and removed immediately. Now, they're kind of talking out of their ass there because there are some fucking videos on YouTube that are not removed immediately because they don't have enough people to monitor what the fuck goes on YouTube because there are literally thousands of hours of YouTube videos uploaded every minute. Every minute. There's no way possibly to monitor all that without an algorithm. And the algorithm is really fucked. It's really fucky. It's hit or miss with a lot of things. I don't see how they could make that statement so bravely. Like, just throw it out there like that. Because that doesn't make any sense to me. But they they aren't 100% wrong either. Because nobody has found these fucking videos yet. There are people literally dedicating hours and hours of their day to look for these so-called Momo appearing in the Peppa Pig videos. All that exists are screenshots. And screenshots are easily doctored. So what all this really boils down to... One kid's imagination that decided to run wild and scare an- another kid who went and told his mom, who went to a newspaper, which was picked up by a local school, then police. Then the story went worldwide because fucking Facebook posts went viral. And then the news got a hold of it here in the States, and it blew up even more. And the one thing that parents like to do is blame other people for their lack of parenting. And this is what's happening. The Momo Challenge is not real. She's not showing up. In kids' YouTube videos, she's not showing up telling your kids to fucking kill themselves. So stop, just stop sharing it. Stop talking about it. There are tons of links to tons of very credible sources. Information is literally at your fingertips, people. Do not share something because the headline is scary and interests you without doing some fucking research and reading articles from credible sources. Credible sources. Credibility is hard to come by nowadays. But there, trust me, it's out there. It's definitely out there. So, I mean, there's really not much more to say about the Momo Challenge or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Just, it's not real. Stop fear-mongering. Stop freaking your fucking kids out. Because there are people who are like, oh, I asked my my six-year-old if they know who who Momo was. And they said, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, no shit. Because the kid that previously didn't know about Momo was asked by their parents and shown a picture of. And it fucking freaked them out. Now they go to school and tell the other kids... And those kids go to their parents and say, yeah, I know what Momo is. And it's all because parents and media are just fucking sharing the shit out of this thing. And kids are seeing it everywhere now. So of course kids know what the fuck it is. Stop sharing it. For fuck's sake. I'm done talking about that. Jesus Christ. Okay. I have one last thing for social media. It's really awesome. This is one of the things I missed last week. Because it happened to come out after I recorded my episode. Of course. <laughs> one of the coolest things ever. Uh, Elon Musk and Justin Roiland, who is the creator of Rick and Morty, or co-creator, I should say, sorry, he actually voices Rick and Morty. They hosted PewDiePie's meme review, and it was fucking glorious. Elon Musk laughed at a fucking dead deer that was in the bottom of a pool. Somebody somebody posted a meme that said, uh, how come my dolphin don't work, lol. And it was a deer at the bottom of a pool. And Elon Musk laughed for like a whole fucking 40 seconds at a dead deer. And it was it was glorious. Elon Musk is such a likable person. Like I said, he's not human. He's a robot in human skin, for sure. Or some kind of robot-reptilian hybrid that just puts on human skin every day like Mark Zuckerberg. But he's way cooler than Mark Zuckerberg. I think I talked enough in this episode. Now is the time to do some shameless self-promotion. It's that time, guys. 
This Week in Mediocrity is now available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, AnyPod, Buzzsprout, and Spotify. I'm available literally anywhere podcasts are available, and it would help me immensely if you could go to whichever app that you use for your podcast and drop me a rating, write a review. Uh, It helps me out, helps me uh, stay relevant. It's really, really good. I really appreciate all of the reviews and ratings. I've already got an Apple, Apple Podcasts. If you could keep those coming, that'd be great, guys. I really appreciate everything you do for me. I really, really, really do from the bottom of my heart appreciate it. Uh, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram are TWIM Podcast. If you want to hit me up on those, follow me on those. Post different shit on each one. I don't. I try to kind of keep my uh, content different from each social media site that I have because it's kind of boring if it's the same shit recycled over and over again. Check me out on Facebook at facebook.com slash thisweekinmediocrity. And if you have any questions or comments or you want to send me a link or anything, or even send me a voice clip to be included in the outro. That's thisweekinmediocrity at gmail.com. Hit me up in my email, guys. And I just, once again, want to thank you guys for supporting me. It's really great to, to be able to get on here and just talk to you guys. So until next week, shut your mouth, get fucked, and stay mediocre. Thank you for tuning into. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning into. 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 Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning into. This week in mediocrity. This week in mediocrity. This week in mediocrity. This week in mediocrity. This week in mediocrity.